baseball fans, and welcome to Sully Baseball Daily, the podcast we talk about baseball 365 days a year, unless it's a leap year, and then we're going to do another one. I've been doing this every single day since October 24th, 2012, and the day I'm posting this is the 8th day of August 2016. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm recording this from the Sully Baseball Studio in Palo Alto, California, the birthplace of Oakland A's manager, Bob Melvin, and just down the 101 from AT&T Park, the home of who? The San Francisco Giants. Hey, uh, this is going to be one of those kind of podcasts that I really enjoy doing because some of us talk about predictions. Some people say things like, I called it, I called this, I called that. Well, I am going to truly call something. And what I'm going to call is this. I am going to make my prediction. I'm recording this before Alex Rodriguez's press conference, which is going to happen on Sunday. And I don't know what the press conference is about. I, I assume that it's about something. It's been announced that there's going to be a press conference. And I think, well, I'll, I'll let you know what I think. But I have thoughts of what it's about. And seeing it's a Yankee thing, I decided to talk to Lisa Swan, my resident Yankee expert, and who has many thoughts. She's been a big A-Rod supporter over the years. And I wanted to get her prediction as well. I want us both to make our predictions without knowing. We don't know what's going to happen in this in the future, okay? To have our recorded what we think is going to happen in this press conference. And then afterwards, I'll take a look at what really happened. So when we talk about our predictions, you will see what we thought. And then compare it to reality, which you already know. So here is the creator, co-creator of Subway Squawkers and huge Yankee fan, Lisa Swan, and I making our predictions about the A-Rod press conference. So Lisa Swan, biggest Yankee fan I know, biggest A-Rod defender I know. What are your thoughts? Um, it, it could be multiple things, uh, what, what it could be. Yeah, I mean, I, I immediately assumed it was that he was retiring, but th- th- then uh, then I thought about it. Well, maybe he's being released, and uh, maybe maybe he's designated for assignment, and so somebody else could pick him up because uh, you remember he's at three uh, at uh, six ninety six home runs. It just seems a little weird to just retire, and uh, not to mention the twenty plus million they still owe him. So I, I don't know if he's going to leave that on the table. So. Um, as for what's going to happen, you know, I mean, could it be that maybe they, they he's no longer a player and they haven't worked with the kids or something with the team? I could see that. But I, 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 it just seems to me, especially since it's going to be Cashman and Girardi at this, that it seems to me that maybe maybe Cashman finally got the okay from uh, the, the Steinbrenner family to, to DFA A-Rod and, and he's going to go elsewhere. So that, that's what that's my theory. What do you think? Um, I think they're DFAing him. Uh, I think that if, I, I, he's certainly going to – I don't think he's going to walk away. He has $21 million owed to him next year. And you and I have talked about this many, many times, that there's no reason for him to walk away from that, nor should he. Uh, I wouldn't. Would you? I don't care. I mean, I don't care what your, how much money you've made. You don't walk away from $21 million tomatoes. And especially someone who evidently loves playing as much as he does, uh, he's obviously not the player he was. Uh, this is quite frankly the player I thought he was going to be last year, 
uh, because exactly. he, let's face it, I mean, like he came back from his uh, suspension and no one knew. He had, he had two bad hips. He was, what, last year he was 39, 40 years old last year. And he wound up having, he wound up having uh, about three quarters of a wonderful season. And obviously he tailed off at the end, but there was no way in hell the Yankees were making the postseason last year without Rodriguez or without, to be to be fair, without Teixeira and without the second half that Beltran had last year. The, those three, you know, they, they're, the Yankees are now and would be four straight years without a postseason appearance uh, without that, albeit last year's postseason was... I don't know. Was it your favorite Yankee postseason of all time? Was it? Oh yeah, yeah. What's the, 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 I'm, I'm just. I'm still waiting for the Yankeeography. The, the 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 wild the 2015 wild card game. Do you ever see anyone walking around New York with a 2015 wild card hat or something like that? <laughs> yeah, I that, that's the thing. It, it even is just. I'm, I'm glad that they finally realized it's like. Well, maybe we can compete for this. It's like even the fans are—it's just kind of like enough. They're not going to do anything, and they're—they're uh, they're not going to be bad enough to get good draft picks. And that's the thing. Like, like they've just kind of been in that in the mid, mid, mid mediocrity of of, and, and now they're they're finally. It's just—it's funny. It's like, yay, you're going to rebuild, yay. So that, well, uh, I... the, the, the fans were certainly ready. Yeah, and I think that it's ready to turn the page because it's really it's like those last few years of happy days where Richie wasn't even on the show anymore. There wasn't much of oh, yes. a you know. I don't think you know it was mainly focusing on Shachi at that point. And it's like, oh for God's sake, you know, we're still doing this. And I remember this because I actually watched the show to the bitter end, and and it was like Fonzie was a high school uh, shop teacher. And, yeah. and he, he was dating a woman with a child, and they they was this they kind of like nobody wants to see Fonzie settle down. That's not what no. Fonzie's about. No, so that was it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's when they jumped the shark. Yeah, I, I never thought I'd hear the sentence that no one wants to see Fonzie settle down. Um, I think he, I think they're DFAing him. I think that because. You know, when you take a look, I'm at baseballreference.com. It's in the greatest website in the history of the planet Earth. And he has, we're in August 6th right now. Did he play today against Cleveland? No. Or did he? No. no and that, and uh, uh, he hasn't, I mean, we were, I, I don't think he played, I think he pinch hit during the Subway Series and that was he did. it. He and, had one pinch hit and, appearance and that's it. Yeah, okay. and not even against Cologne, who we had these terrific numbers of, and then and not against Stephen Matz, the game we were at, and it's just like it's obvious. It, it's one of these things that the reason I think it's DFA rather than releasing. I mean, it's the money and it's the pride, but it's like the the one thing I would think. Well, maybe he is retiring. Is is the flip side of that pride that well, I, you know, just sitting on the bench every day. That's that's got to be a killer. But I, I still think it's got to be that you know that they're DFAing him because he's gonna you know all these guys they always think they can uh, get onto with somewhere um, you know um, I mean I don't know where he could go next but I Miami. think he's gonna try Miami what of course Miami? he's gonna go to Miami even though he doesn't sit well, in Miami and Loria will pick him up because he thinks he'll give about ten minutes of of uh, press 
and the Yankees are picking up the tab, but they DFA him. So it's like, look, you get A-Rod, who's from Miami, to show up to Miami and be basically a pinch hitter alongside Barry Bonds' tutelage and the run for each of those 3,000 hits, and and he could sell maybe, you know, five more tickets and have people watch the little swirling uh, Dolphins or Marlin statue in center field, and and it, it would cost him the same as it would be if he brought up a player from uh, from Chattanooga or whatever the AAA team is for Miami. So I, I, I absolutely believe if they DFA him, he will be a Marlin in 3-2-1 now. Well, just as you're thinking, or just as you were saying that, it occurred to me another team where it could be, and um, it, it, it's Seattle. Return where it all started. Perhaps. Or Texas. The team no, which Texas, I think no. Texas is <laughs> may still be paying him for all we know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can't see Texas. I mean, they're in first place without him, and uh, Seattle's yeah, in third, yeah. so. I can no, see I, Seattle. Yeah. Uh, my, uh, is there a chance to announce that A-Rod's buying the team? No, but I, I, would, I still have the dream that he buys the Daily News. But yeah. Bill, Bill Mann is already gone, so like maybe he could buy the paper and hire Mann back. And just and then fire him, and then fire him. Just, yeah. just hire him back long enough to fire him. All right, so, yeah. so let's make our official prediction because this is going to be – I'm going to be posting this on Monday, so we're going to have the before and after. So we're going to have – my official prediction is they are DFAing him if they think he's the best. He is, he's not going to be playing, and he's not going to be playing. But they are going to pay him, and so they're in an impasse. And so they might as well just part ways right now because it's the best for everyone. That's my prediction. Yes, and and mine is basically the same thing that that it's uh, that they're they're going to DFA him. Okay, now I'm going to pause for a second here. This is Sully again. Around that time, I had thrown out some feelers to some of my Yankee fan friends who I wanted to talk to, and I got a note saying that Jason Keitel wanted to talk. Jason Keitel of WFAN, who also knows Lisa Swan, and the, two, the three of us have had roundtable discussions. I'm like, oh, here we go. We're going to have an impromptu roundtable discussion. So I got Jason Keitel's prediction of what was going to happen in the press conference, and here's Jason. Jason Keitel. Yes, sir. Lisa Swan. Oh! <laughs> Look How at this. This will get star. Look at that. I have a, I have a, I am unbeknownst to everyone here. This is called an impromptu conference call. As I <laughs> sent out my, uh, yeah, it's a little ambush. You weren't expecting this. Uh, I'm hitting you with more angles than Lee Harvey Oswald right now. But, uh, <laughs> Uh, I had the uh, illustrious Lisa Swan on, and we were talking about, guess what? Guess who? I'll give you a hint. Ivan Nova. Uh, yes, Ivan Nova. And uh, we, were, we were talking Hensley Mullins. Um, <laughs> Mike Kelly Rulo. Yeah. Okay, Randy Meacham, thoughts. We had our official prediction. We came on because there's a, there's a press conference going on tomorrow was it tomorrow morning, tomorrow afternoon? I guess it's before the game. Tomorrow right? at 11. Tomorrow at 11. So it'll be 8 o'clock here in California. Because I'm going to have breakfast at A-Rod. There's going to be a, a press conference. So, Jason, everyone knows my thoughts. Everyone knows Lisa Swan's thoughts. Now, 
What's your prediction of what's going to happen tomorrow? We're talking vis-a-vis Mr. Rodriguez? Yes. Yeah. What, what gave it away? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> isn't it amazing how this thing isn't it amazing how this thing gained such a momentum in just a matter of minutes? No, That's the power of social media. It's astonishing. No Twenty years ago this would not have happened. We wouldn't even no. have known about this. Well look, I mean it's it's no secret I'm not a huge fan of yeah. A Rod. With with that caveat, I will say if he is indeed retiring, I I, I do have to give him high marks for this. Um I don't know if Mark Teixeira inspired him. Um, I don't know if this was something he was pondering the entire year. I don't know if, because Teixeira said before the season that he was going to play another five years, and then we see how that went. Um, yeah. he, he, didn't so specify, if, he didn't specify he was going to play Major League Baseball for five years. No, that's true. <laughs> if he was in PlayStation. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. Um, and I think, you look, you couldn't find two more diametrically opposed players in terms of how they've conducted themselves. No matter who you like, they're just very different people, A-Rod and Mark Teixeira, right? Right. Um, But it wouldn't surprise me if A-Rod looked at what Teixeira was doing and said, look, if this guy with the gluten-free diet and the the incessant stretching and the father who lived the perfect Navy pilot life, I mean, if, if this guy can't get it together physically... Uh, and and subsequently emotionally, this has to wear on them emotionally as well, uh, then what am I going to look like next year? I mean, what's Tex hitting, 198? I mean, I don't have a stat sheet in front of me, but it's, he's around it's the Mendoza line. It's bad. Yeah. It's really yeah. bad. It's really bad. Yeah. So, A-Rod, look, A-Rod had this incredible resurgence last year, and it sort of smoothed out the public sentiment towards him, right? Because if he didn't have that happen, and we all assumed he did it sans steroids, right? Even I'm assuming that, and I assume nothing good of the man. So if he did that cleanly, we thought he was going to ride off into the sunset with this miraculous postscript, but it just isn't meant to be. So if he's, look, what was the one thing that we all thought about A-Rod? Forget steroids. Forget all that. We always thought he was about the money, right? Going back to the contract with the Rangers, right? Everything was money-driven with him. The reason he didn't become a Met is because he asked Steve Phillips for, you know, his own suite and his own plane and his own hotel room. He just made all these demands to the point where Steve Phillips just said, go take a hike, buddy. Yeah, I think that was an excuse on the Mets' part. I'm sorry I got to weigh in there. But he he did sign that $252 million contract, and he did play for a last-place team. So we thought he was first about the money. Now, he came to the Yankees, and he got the title, and he sort of had this this turnaround in his life, and then the steroids and the lying and the cousin, you know, and the Dominican, all this stuff. But he went from being a mercenary to, to 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 a human we we saw him we saw him in a much softer light over the last year or so, right? Because we're because, and I, as I said to Lisa, a big part of that I think is remove Jeter from the equation. Without the constantly comparing him to Jeter, I think he was able to sort of be his own man last year. I never liked that comparison anyway, because I'm one of the few native New Yorkers who does not worship Derek Jeter. Okay, this idea that Jeter was the saint and A-Rod was satanic to me was absurd. Okay, it was A-Rod who was the better shortstop, the better player, yet he's the one who moved to third base. You know, A-Rod deferred to Jeter in more ways than he had to, but he did it for the good of the team. Even I will come to A-Rod's defense in that regard. But I think A-Rod just doesn't – look, you can't be this great at something unless you have a certain amount of narcissism and a certain amount of vanity. And I don't think A-Rod, like Tex, 
could endure this kind of public humiliation in play like this. You know, he doesn't want to strike out on 89-mile-an-hour fastballs anymore. And I certainly don't blame him. So if, if, if the reason is solely he doesn't want to be seen or remembered in this regard as a 200 hitter, then I, I, I get it. You know, one of Mickey Mantle's greatest regrets is that he held on too long and left baseball as a 298 hitter. He says he was a three, and he was a 300 hitter. He left a 298. So if, if this is just A-Rod saying, look, it's time, I respect that move. I really do. Okay, so the right is, reasons. okay, so this is interesting because Jason has a different answer than you and I did, Lisa. Because yeah. Lisa and I think he's being cut. We think he's being DFA'd. And I think he's going oh, to be a... Oh, they're doing a Tom Coughlin to him? Okay. Yeah, and I think that he's going to be a Miami Marlin before you could say Edgar Renteria. And I think that he is wow. going to go... I think that... So I think they're DFAing him. I don't think he's leaving any money on the table. So this is interesting. We have one... Die, I mean, look, you're two of the biggest Yankee fans I know. I have one say he's not going to leave any money on the table. He's DFA'd. And the other saying, do you know what? Maybe I'm not all about the money. I'm going to walk away with myself with pride. So that's and so we're going to see. This is this now gives me because this is a before and after podcast because we're going to see which one of you is right. Is it Lisa Swan? Yeah. Is it Jason Keigel? Now I have <laughs> I have my personal opinion, but I don't count because I'm a Red Sox fan. So well, we can't will be lost on you guys. Can it be lost on any of us that if he goes to Miami, his hitting coach will be Barry Bonds? <laughs> that'd be the greatest thing. It'd be the greatest yeah. thing I ever saw. <laughs> <laughs> and Don Mattingly will be his manager? Are you yeah. kidding me? This is the Twilight Zone. Yeah, and Ichiro will get 3,000. <laughs> and Ichiro's going for the three. Oh, and the Marlins are a playoff team right now, or they're on the cusp of the wild card. Yeah, I guess so, Don Mattingly can manage. Thank you very much. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, this is this is going to make Monday's podcast really interesting because part two I'm going to record tomorrow where I see which one of you two are right. Okay, Subway Squawkers, Lisa Swan, and I think he's going to be released. Jason Keitel of WFAN thought he was going to retire. And do you know what? Jason was right. He retired. Now, the one thing he didn't do is he didn't leave any money on the table. So in a way, in a weird way, we're both correct in terms of he didn't walk away from any money the Yankees are going to pay him, but they're going to pay him to be a special advisor. He's not going to sit on the bench anymore. The A-Rod era is going to be over on Friday. And unless he goes on a home run tear, and I actually don't think they're even going to play him this week. So unless he goes on an absolute home run tear, Alex Rodriguez is going to finish his career with just shy of 700 homers. He is going to end his career with 696 homers. Wouldn't it be something if he hits four home runs that final game? So there will not be a fourth member of the 700 club. And got to tip your hat to Jason Keitel. I didn't think A-Rod was going to walk away. Neither did Lisa Swan. You heard it. We were wrong. Jason was right. So no one can ever accuse me of trying to hide when I'm incorrect. I could very well have just erased all that the sound files have moved on with my life. Well, that's going to be it. We got one more game with Alex Rodriguez at this point on Friday. One of the great players in the history of baseball, a member of the 3,000 hit, 600 home run, 2,000 RBI club, of which that club consists of A-Rod and Hank Aaron. And that's it. 
Now, whether or not you like them, whether or not you disqualify those stats because of PED use or whatever, it was a great career that spanned from the 90s, the mid-90s, to 2016. Over 20 years in Major League Baseball. And you know what? It's just going to be over. Over with a whimper. So there you have it. Watch him become the manager of the Yankees eventually. Well, my, my uh, Marlins prediction is dead wrong. Got to tip your hat. Hey, Jason Keitel, buddy, you were right. We were wrong. But I'll tell you what I'm not wrong about is telling you who owned baseball. Um, I'll just go through Manny Machado's three home runs. Kyle Hendricks, in a game that I actually was at, uh, beat the A's over seven and third innings. James Paxton got a full wob with his great performance. I'll leave the final wob uh, open just a minute. Half wobs, Nolan Arenado was two home runs. Tony Kemp went three for three, including a game-tying single. Madison Bumgarner pitched a masterpiece but lost one nothing. Annabelle Sanchez pitched a great game but lost three to one. And the final wob, the final who owns baseball, goes to Ichiro Suzuki. Tripled off the right field wall to become the 30th member of the 3,000 head club. Man, this has been quite a weekend for former Mariner superstars. Ken Griffey Jr. got his number retired. Ichiro Suzuki joins the 3,000 head club, and Alex Rodriguez retires. That's quite a weekend for Seattle fans. And Ichiro, yeah, you can throw other players. It's uh, Billy Hamilton got more hits, and shut up. Ichiro is a member of the 3,000 hit club, and I'm going to celebrate that. And if, that's not, if you don't think that's worth a wob, then you are more than welcome to start your own stat. So if you're keeping score at home, Ichiro, Ichiro, my wife's favorite player, Manny Machado, Kyle Hendricks, and James Paxson get full wobs, half wobs to Tony Kemp, Nolan Arenado, Madison Bumgarner, and Annabelle Sanchez. Go to SullyBaseball.com, like me on Facebook, subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, Instagram, I'm everywhere. The music is by Ted Thacker and Patrick Kaliski. And go check on Twitter where you can follow Jason Keitel, at Jason Keitel on Twitter, or you can follow Lisa Swan at Subway Squawkers on Twitter. Thanks for being part of an impromptu conversation, you two. Talk to you guys later. And hey, this has been the Sully Baseball Daily Podcast, before and after. For the 8th day of August 2016, I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.